Hello and welcome back to another year and another week of the Marin's weekly podcast series. My name is Greg, I'm a second year, and this year I'm chief podcast editor. Today I'm joined by... I'm Jake, I'm also a second year and a lead podcast editor. I'm Carter, I'm a fourth year, and I am one of your podcast editors. Okay, so our first story of the day is about COVID, and for that we'll go to Carter. The university has just announced an update to its COVID-19 policy detailed in an email from Provost Kai Lee and Executive Vice President Katie Callow-Wright. The email indicates that, while COVID testing will still be available to those who opt into the voluntary surveillance program, weekly testing will no longer be required for unvaccinated individuals. The rationale for the policy change comes in the form of the university's remarkable vaccination rate, which currently sits at more than 95%. For those looking to boost their immunity, you're in luck. The university plans to offer a small number of vaccine booster clinics this fall, issuing the updated COVID-19 booster shot targeting the Omicron subvariant. For those not wishing to wait, the Omicron-specific booster is already available at both the CVS in Hyde Park and at UChicago Medicine. Regarding masking, the university has noted the masking is still wise, but not mandatory. The only exception for is for individuals who test positive, who must wear a mask until they have, uh, they have received at least two negative tests taken at least 48 hours apart from each other. Of course, if you do test positive, the university also requires you to isolate for a minimum of five days and will be using Stony Island as isolation housing for on-campus individuals who test positive. No matter how many times it gets said, please remember to take care of yourself. And if you notice any COVID-like symptoms, get tested and keep your distance. How do you guys feel about the atmosphere around COVID this year? It feels pretty different to me. I feel like there's just not much masking going on. No, I've seen almost almost no masking. There will be a couple individuals in my classes, but uh, it's it's a lot more open for sure. Yeah, and I haven't heard about anyone going to Stony. Although U Chicago Forward says there are sixty people isolated. I think that was the number, right? Somewhere around there, yes. There certainly are individuals on campus. It is still like a pandemic, so. There, there are individuals in, in Stony Island right now. I have to say, I don't know how before COVID I didn't cringe every time I heard somebody cough. Thinking like, whenever I hear somebody cough in like the library, I'm like, why don't you have a mask on? You know, I almost wish people would do their part. I personally would wear a mask if I were sick. Um, and especially returning to campus, I feel like, every, well, at least last year, you know, a lot of people got sick, so... Yeah, I do think some of those social norms around how we act when we are sick is are just going to be different. Um, it's a lot easier to work from home, log in over Zoom to go to a class or whatever it is. Um, and so I think you're going to see more people doing that and more people wearing masks, even if they're not worried about COVID specifically. Now for our next story, for something a bit more lighthearted, this year in university sports. Yeah, so I'm here uh, with an update on the school's sports programs. Um, legend has it that when a former U Chicago president wanted to shut down our football program in 1939, he told the players that whenever he feels the need to exercise, he just lies down until it goes away. And uh, since that day, we've been a little better known for our academics than our athletics, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't recognize our student athletes who've been doing very well in recent years. Uh, last year, our men's tennis team actually won the school's first ever D3 team championship, and our women's tennis team lost only in the national final. Both teams are now ranked second in the country and have aspirations of taking home the title. Our men's and women's soccer teams are also very well positioned, with both programs ranked in the top 10 in the country. 
The men's team made the national semifinals last year, while the women's team got to the quarterfinals. And uh, UChicago's newest varsity sport, women's lacrosse, actually won 90% of their regular season games last year, which is just their fourth year of existence. And this is a program that has actually never lost a game at Stag Field with a 31-0 record at home. Last year, they were knocked out of the playoffs early because they got a draw against the team that went on to win the whole thing. But this year, they hope to advance further and show their skills on a bigger stage. The UChicago Men's Rugby Club, which had been inactive for much of the pandemic, was brought back last year. And they immediately finished first place in their D3 conference and won promotion to the D2 Great Midwest Conference, while they got to compete against another Chicago school, our natural rival, in Northwestern. Uh, yeah, I've actually, just a couple of weeks ago, right before first years moved in, I've made it to one of our own football games, which I had never been to. Um, obviously, COVID made it rather difficult uh, for, for a few years, but now it's actually free for university students to go to university football games. Uh, and it was very interesting. There were, you know, a pretty decent amount of people there, considering my family is mostly from uh, universities like University of Florida, which has a much larger football culture. Um, but it actually is still quite vibrant here. Yeah, I have to say I've never been to a sports game here. I, I ought to go. I hear, it's, yeah, <laughs> I hear it's fun, but... Yeah, it's just not something that you hear about people doing as much as they might at other schools. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the players are good, especially our football team does very well against the schools that they play against. Uh, I believe that this week, I don't know, they, they've been getting, like, at least 35 points in all their games. I don't think any of their teams they've played have gotten more than 14. They, they do well. All right, so for our next story, we'll go to me uh, for a piece on the UCPD. So in July, uh, the new UCPD chief, Kyle Bowman, sat down with a Maroon reporter and outlined his motivations and goals for his tenure. As chief, he oversees about 100 UCPD officers on the university and UC Medicine campuses, as well as within the extended patrol area of local communities. UCPD has had some controversies over the past few years, including allegations of sexual misconduct and the shooting of two students, Raisheen Wilson and Charles Thomas, in two separate incidents. Bowman served as a deputy director at the Michigan State Police for 27 years. In his interview, he outlines his commitment to finding ways to reduce crime, including partnering with mental health services and educational institutions, describing law enforcement as being, quote, the end of the social safety net. He also discusses his philosophy on transparency and fostering better community relationships and mentions the primary challenges he faces as chief, including the uptick in vehicle thefts in the high Park community, officer vetting and recruitment, and student UCBD relations. The full interview is up on the Maroons website and was conducted by senior reporter Eric Fain. All right, and for our next story, we go back to Carter with an update on monkeypox. Yes, so back regarding a very different, yet similarly unpleasant disease. The university has outlined its policies on monkeypox. Any individual showing rashes or lesions is welcome to get tested at UChicago Medicine, and students with less severe symptoms are encouraged to contact Student Wellness for treatment advice. Isolation protocols will follow much of the same framework used for COVID-19. On-campus students testing positive for monkeypox will also be sent into isolation housing in Stony Island. The university will conduct contact tracing of monkeypox, asking any individual who tests positive to send an email to mpvreport at uchicago.edu, with details including testing date, symptoms, and close contacts. 
The information will only be used to track cases across campus and to notify affected individuals at high risk of infection. Gerald McSwiggan, a spokesperson for the university, offered some further information on the steps the university was taking to handle the outbreak. Students in Stony Island will be housed in separate apartments according to whether they have COVID or monkeypox. And staff members at the residence hall will take recommended precautions to protect themselves and others from transmission, including many of the CDC's recommendations for isolating at home. For those looking to get vaccinated, there are a number of vaccination sites across the city, but vaccines are only being offered to those labeled as high risk, which include close contacts and, quote, sexually active bisexual gay and other men who have sex with men and transgender persons. Please note that anyone can be infected with monkeypox, and the disease can be transferred through contact with exposed surfaces such as bedsheets or mattresses. And while the risk uh, is certainly not only for men who have sex with men, it is very important for you to monitor your symptoms, just like with COVID. Please stay safe out there, and you can find more information on this and many other uh, details about the current status on campus through the Maroons website. I hadn't even thought of monkeypox as something that had to be uh, led people to isolate in the same way that COVID does. Yeah, it, it does. It is definitely transferable, um, not through the same methods as COVID, but in similar vein that it, you know, you have to be careful when you are around individuals with surfaces um, that it can stay on. So, uh, yeah, both individuals are in Stony, but since they transfer in different ways and both, you know, someone can get both COVID and monkeypox, naturally the individuals are not housed in the same apartments. All right, and to close this out is Jake again with the story on meta stuff for the Maroon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, we, sh we just wanted to mention that uh, our, the Maroon actually has a new website and a, a new app, and you can listen to podcasts from either one. Um, if you want the app, you have to just go to wherever you download apps and download the College News Source app, and then within that, search for the University of Chicago. That'll give you a feed with all the Maroon content you could need. Um, I should also mention, that, uh, I should also shout out our crossword section, which has been doing very well for itself recently. They make great crosswords with some great UChicago flavor. I recommend them highly, and one of the creators of the cro our crosswords, Pravan Chakravarti, um, I believe yesterday, one of his crosswords was published in the LA Times, which is quite an achievement for Pravan and the crossword section more generally. All right, that's great. And that's all we have for today. So again, my name's Greg. I'm Jake. I'm Carter. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.